seems like podcasts is, is podcasts are really polarizing in terms of how hard people work. Like it's it's both the hardest working people in all of entertainment and then the laziest slobs. <laughs> yes, it does attract both. It right? does attract obsessive people who want to maintain control and also bums who don't want to leave their house yeah. to entertain. You either have a podcast network or you have a podcast that you do once every five months. Right, exactly. I do like this idea, though, of, of, of trying to fit in, like, how to fit in one more podcast today between now and you're going to Dave Hill's show. Yeah, so, show. so I've, done, uh, I've done Keith and the Girl mm-hmm. here in Queens. Uh, I'm doing this one right yeah. now. Uh, later on, I'm going to do Dave Hill's The Goddamn Dave Hill Show. I guess it's technically It'll a radio show, a but it's podcasts yeah, afterwards, yeah. so I like to count it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, I don't want to say I did two podcasts and a radio show. That's sure. so old-fashioned, so square. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the oldies will know what you're talking about. I know. I about. might as well do a play, yeah. right? I mean, while I'm at it, while I'm being uh, anachronistic and uh, old-fashioned, I might as well do a play. But we were, we were discussing like how you could fit a, a oh right yeah yeah. Uh, my idea was Uber driver podcasts. God, which, that was yeah. Like new taxi cab confessions. Oh, I like that. Very and you know modern. Built-in sponsor. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I agree with you. I think the world needs more taxi cab confessions. <laughs> uh, but how does the Kind of tantalizing pay cable nudity come across mm. on a podcast. It's such a part of taxicab confessions. Yeah. Is the salacious, you know, I don't have twelve thirty yeah. boobs. I guess I don't have a lot of memory. I don't. I, 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 I more of like a memory of the the idea of taxicab confessions. Yeah, versus the actual show. Oh, it was a boob delivery system, okay. as was you know Emmanuel in space, yeah. Red Shoe Diaries, real sex. I, real I sex. Yeah, yeah. This was kind of part of that. You know, H- yeah, HBO, yeah. like, it, it, cheap nudity with, a, like, an auspice of respectability. Yeah. Like, this is a documentary. You yeah. Know, that was kind of the tone of Taxi Cab Confessions. Like, this is, like, this is groundbreaking. These are real people. Uh, but also, everyone whips out their boobs. Like, like their All tagline the could have been, like, we're Cinemax, except you'll be slightly less embarrassed when your parents Yeah, walk. exactly. I mean, that's a little long, but we could workshop that Sure, down sure, bit. yeah. Yeah, something you can jerk off to, but also talk about at a <laughs> cocktail party. Um, Whereas you can't do that with your modern bang buses, your... Yeah, I mean, it's... it's MILF hunters. I guess it depends on the, 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 the podcast. Because I've, I've been to the... I, You've been to the AVN show, probably, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, when I used to work for show. Fuel TV, the Adult Video News Awards. Yeah, and that's the Oh, sort you know what? Never thing. mind. I didn't go to the awards. I, go to, okay. I went to the trade show. No, no, no. But, but, yeah, but Same that's, thing, though. But that's something that in your New York or Los Angeles cocktail parties that you, 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 you're encouraged to casually bring up. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's tantalizing. It shows that you're open-minded. Yeah. You're not, you don't have a hang-up about sex. Yeah. In, in, a, in a sort of a, if you approach it from a scientific enough standpoint. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I was just there as an yeah. observer. The show, the, show, the show is, I did, I went to, I went to the awards one year. Mm-hmm. I've been in the, the, the show three years. Yeah. I want to tell this anecdote really quickly because you are maybe the only person listening to this who's going to appreciate. I would love to hear My it. celebrity yes, please. setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, so. I, and, and I'm not easily offended by these sorts of things, but sure. but you know, and again, I had been to the award show three years. I had been to the, to the conference three years, award show the first year, and I actually had to walk out because I actually felt physically ill because of it. Interesting. Okay, I'm not going to get into why. We sure. can talk about that later. But celebrity sighting. Well, but I mean, if I know you, I know that you yeah. don't enjoy modern pornography. Yeah, yeah. You only enjoy uh, nudist documentaries from the 1920s. Yeah, I like things that you can crank. Yeah, sure. Yes, like exactly. Nickelodeon. You like to crank it while you crank yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. 
uh, while player piano music (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tinkles in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, I have a calliope anecdote after this. Oh, good. Continue. Good. This is going to be fun. Um, no, no, no. But my celebrity saying. So was, yeah, you. Oh, so you were. What, oh, so what was what was so weird about it? Why did you have to leave? I can't. I don't want to talk about. Okay, that. fine. It, fine. It's, it's It's like an upsetting sure. thing to describe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more. It's it's like conceptually upsetting. If that yeah, makes any sense, sure. Right. I hear you. Uh, but my my celebrity. I was a sitting. You know, I had a press seat for this thing. Right. So I was. Um, You're a big shot. Yeah. Well, which what press seat means for this that you you sit like like triple balcony. Okay. Uh, it was in a pretty much an empty section, mm-hmm. and there were two guys who'd clearly paid to go to the show. Uh, and we could get into they were in like I, I guess I guess when I think about who pays to go to the AVNs, like fans, I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of a guy in like a tuck like a tuxedo jacket with tails, bow tie, mm-hmm. but then sweatpants. <laughs> uh, these guys were these guys were um, I mean, these guys were guys that I think I think were guys who were in Las Vegas, okay, and were trying to figure out something to do on a Friday or Saturday night. Realized the award show was in town and thought it would be a perfect way mm-hmm. to spend. Uh, probably like stockbrokers, okay. If that if that paints a, a picture for you, sure. Um, but my celebrity sighting in this otherwise empty section, look two rows in front of me, spiky red hair, tap him on the shoulder, say. Are you Fat Mike from No Effects? It was Fat oh Mike from God. No Effects. Oh, that's awesome. Like I said, I that's think great. you're the only person I know who would really appreciate I, that. Brian, I really appreciate that. Uh, great he, celebrity sighting. He was dating uh, one of the yeah, women Yeah, I think he has, a, he has a, and they, I mean, it shows how, how dedicated to mid-90s punk rock I am. Mm-hmm. I do know who Fat Mike is dating, or maybe was at, or the, was time. at the time. Yeah, he has a famous a dominatrix ago. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, and she was up for some you know low-rent award. Good for him. She seemed nice. Sure. She seemed happy. I bet she's delightful, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was as far as that goes. But it was a weird, it's definitely a weird scene insofar as who is, because you, you go to the show, the, the I think the first day or, or first half a day, it's it's press, and I was, I, I was ostensibly there because I was there for like a tech magazine, and sure. there's some interesting things happening in technology. Yeah, yeah. And you were interested in the technical yeah, side yeah, of the yeah. porn awards. Yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, it gets opened up. Lighting, sound design. Yeah. Things people don't normally think about when they watch pornography, but but that adds to the experience. Well, here's the uh, here's the, 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 the argument that we would make. To sure. Because I was there for CES, and it used to happen at the uh-huh. same time. And, and, and the argument was that uh, pornography has played a strong role in pushing technology forward. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. That yeah. kind of when you talk about the internet and or like media delivery, yeah. pornography is always on the cutting edge. Like it always knows, it's always first. Yeah, it always kind of anticipates trends. The yeah, the earliest example or the example that everybody points to is uh, VHS versus Beta. Sure. And at the time that I was going, I guess this dates me. At the time I was going, it was Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That, 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 that's probably the time. I don't know if we went the same year, but the year that I went to it, yeah, they were talking about yeah. Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Mm-hmm. And uh, a funny thing that kept coming up when we were doing uh, goofy interviews with porn stars is that they weren't nuts about HD being the norm because you can see oh, makeup, yeah. you can see scars. Uh, scars from surgeries, and other things, and other things like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely uh, it definitely kind of uh, takes some of the sheen off it uh, if, to hear them tell it. 
Yeah, uh, augmented reality was a big thing at the time. Uh-huh. Mobile apps and and you know the whole it's all sort of moving towards this convergence. I imagine I, I didn't go last year. It didn't actually happen during CES, but I imagine that it's probably just a room full of Oculus Rifts now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe yeah, yeah, like an Oculus Rift that also comes with a poncho yeah. or some sort of tarp or drape that you I can see. put over yourself so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know while you're in VR you can feel free to do whatever yeah without everyone seeing you it, this is the only I'm talking about a masturbation tarp Brian yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or a drape yeah but this is the only way that that it's going to uh, th- that it'll survive as an industry i mean it's being it's like you you've got you've got the bottom end sure completely eroded away uh-huh. you know it's all it's all amateur stuff nobody's making any money it's all sure it, it, they must be doing so much worse than even the music industry at this point. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because I remember... Um, I yeah, who's doing better? Jenna Jameson or Taylor Swift yeah. at this point? Well, yeah. Well, Remains yeah, to be seen. I'm pretty sure Jenna Jameson has to be retired by now. Oh, yeah. She's past 29. <laughs> she, she must be wealthy and retired. But, 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 but the first year I went, the big draw was... Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it, there was a big budget. It was the first million-dollar... Adult movie. It was a pirate. Oh themed right! Movie. It was a, like a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, spoof, yeah, yeah. and it cost a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, I do. I also remember this. Yeah. So this was this was. Um, they they didn't know what they were doing. They they were similarly scrambling, and the brilliant idea that the, I guess the big budget. That's funny that that's what had. they thought was the solution was yeah. production values. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's add story. Right. Exactly. That's what people want. Yeah. So, but the only thing I can I th- I, I can think that will save the adult industry at this point is are these technologies if they can really sure. jump on you know oculus rifts yeah, yeah. things like that i uh, i mean i definitely have seen internet videos of uh Ocul- oculus rift uh games or apps or i don't know what you would call them where yeah, it's erotic and it erotic uh, games. it comes with so in oculus rift you see this woman uh-huh. and it comes with uh, a pair of breasts like a oh, latex a breast, tactile. and you can yeah. squeeze the breasts, and then it's squeezing the on-screen yeah, yeah. character's breast. I know you're going to be blown away. This is happening in Japan. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese have created a virtual reality boob-squeezing game. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's there. I mean, it's it's kind of like maybe it'll be the new, like, rock band or guitar hero <laughs> to where it's a game, but it, yeah. it has this kind of complicated... Plastic sure. apparatus that that like is used to play it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, woman's torso. Right. That, this is, this is, you know, I think we're I think we're breaking interesting ground here because I don't sure. think this Me is too. a conversation that anybody's having. Um, so one or I guess maybe two E threes ago. Uh-huh. Uh This was like really when the Oculus Rift was the the developer kit first became a thing and people first started really developing things for it. And I went to a hotel room in downtown Los Angeles where they had a a treadmill for the Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you see that at all? No, uh-uh. It was a Kickstarter project and really what it is, like the, the easiest way to describe it, it was, it was a cross between a treadmill and you know those those bouncy things you put babies in? Sure, yeah, yeah. So you sort of strapped onto this, this harness to your torso. Right. And you stood in the middle of a circle you put these special shoes on, and there's a plastic floor. It Sounds really, involved. It was super involved. It was a really cool experience. I was playing some some first person shooter, running around, right? 
uh, and, and literally running. Like I was sweaty by the time I was done. Oh, with this. cool. Okay. But he, but here's what I'm thinking. Like here's a conversation I don't think anybody's having is everybody's trying to create these tactile analog sure. experiences for the Icos Rift, and it's like in order to really have a full suite of applications and games, you buy an Oculus Rift. You've got whatever console or PC it's connected to, and then you've just got like a room full of shit, right? You've just got a room full of all these different toys. Right, yes, who is also going to buy the treadmill and the boots and the plastic boobs and yeah. uh, whatever else goes with it. You've got yeah. a garage sale full of garbage. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, are any of these things actually fun to play? Yeah. And yeah, but and for how long? Well, I mean, I feel like everybody our age has, if they haven't gotten rid of it already, has an entire rock band gathering dust yeah. in their closets. And a let's you go know, back further. The power pad. Power pad. Oh yeah, yeah power yeah. pad. A power glove. A DDR pad. Uh, there was for the first the first NES. Do you remember the robot? Oh Rob, the video robot. Absolutely, the, using I, to play I, gyromite. Yeah, it, there were there were like two games it played. Yeah, there was a pizza game I think. Because the yeah. only thing you could do was lift up a disc and move right it over. and move it a spinning yeah. hot disc that would burn your finger if you touched it. Yes, I, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with these discs. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of these. Right, I mean it, it seems like. Okay, everyone's very excited about the Oculus Rift right yeah. now, but why is it not just another power pad? I think that's the thing that no one's answered. It's like, can anyone create something for this that's more than just fun for five minutes? You know, and once the novelty's worn off, you're like, well, I would like to play yeah. the game now. Thank you. I think, yes. I think, it, I think it's enough of a platform sure. that you'll be able to do that. But the problem with virtual reality has always been touching things. Sure. And that's what the Japanese are apparently attempting to... With uh, a latex with their, breast with accessory. Their, their boobs. Also, the, here's the, the thing about... I, 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 I wish I could say the name of this video so people could look it up. But the thing about the... Why, why can't... I mean, you can curse that that's an issue. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I, I oh. don't know. I forget the name. Oh, When you squeeze the, the plastic breast in this yeah. video, the... Probably pretty on easy to find on YouTube. The on, yeah, you know, it probably is. The yeah. on-screen character looks upset. Why do they have to look upset, Brian? Yeah. Can't they be enjoying it? Anyway. I hate to say it, but that might be a cultural thing. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You had an avian when they am- we- When they Americanize this, yeah. uh, hopefully the on-screen character can enjoy yeah. the breast squeezing. Let's not get too down- far down this road. Let's not. Let's not. But I'm just thinking <laughs> that um, I don't know if it's something we want to encourage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I think my AVN anecdote oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was the uh, thing about HD DVD of Blu-ray. Oh, okay. a Calliope anecdote. Calliope? We were talking about Calliope music? Yeah. To accompany silent films? Oh, yeah, films? yeah, 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 yeah. Here it is. Okay, okay. Calliope uh, is um, like a big, it's like a pipe organ, Yeah, right? it's like a pipe yeah. organ. Something that would accompany a clown performance mm-hmm. or a tightrope walk. Okay. Um, I went to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights uh-huh. uh, in L.A., uh, a lot of fun. They have these haunted mazes, uh, usually based on movies, but mm. they had one this year called Clowns 3D. <laughs> Clowns 3D with music by Slash. That was what's on the poster. Okay. Clowns 3D with music by Slash. Uh, you know, uh, I guess you could say that all the mazes are 3D because they're happening in real life. Because they're mazes. So I'm not going to quibble. Yeah. Uh, uh, something about this one is you put on these kind of janky paper 3D glasses and some of the, like... Paintings on the wall look like they're coming at you. Okay, very but cool. You're walking through a thing in real life, but yeah. you have 3D glasses. But you have 3D glasses on, okay. so it's 
even more D. So yeah. it's 3D plus or something. Sure, it's 90. Anyway, but the thing about the thing was uh, Music by Slash. That uh-huh. was the big advertisement. Yeah. Music by Slash of Guns N' Roses. Sure, sure. Uh, and so I'm like kind of excited for it. I feel I'm like Buckethead th- might have been a more appropriate. Yeah, I know, right? Choice. I'm walking through. So yeah, was, yeah. Uh, whoever played on Chinese Democracy, <laughs> get me them to compose my clown maze music. He's almost a clown. Yeah, yeah, right. He's basically a clown. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, I'm walking through the maze, and the music is just do 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 do. There's no thing. shredding. There's yeah. no shredding. It's all on a pipe organ. So did Slash sit down at an old-time calliope and compose this circus music it is not slashy at all there's nothing metal about the music there's no shredding it's just circus music does slash have an old-time pipe organ and did he actually compose this it was so weird see the 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 the, the pragmatist in me yeah. thinks that he probably sat down and did some like you know tapping on his guitar sure. or played it on a keyboard and but then an old school pipe organist transcribed it. Yeah, the romanticist in me wants to believe. Because he seems like a guy that might have some old-timey circus instruments. It's in true. I mean, he might. Place. Yeah, I think those... Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a bazillionaire at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely, Probably a music aficionado. So yeah. I bet he maybe does have circus equipment in his house. That's fascinating. Yeah, and terrifying. And that's the scariest music. Right. And I, I was thinking about this before. I don't know why I was doing a... Google image search for John Wayne Gacy, but it happens. It happens. Sometimes you go down a rabbit hole. It's fine. I get it. Um, and, and, and I did a uh, Google search for religious Sonic the Hedgehog fan art recently, okay. so I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, kind of a precursor the John Wayne Gacy clown pictures. Yeah, the the, the original fanfic. Probably a lot of uh, yeah. Probably a lot of overlap <laughs> yeah. in the two. If uh, we're being honest, he. But I, I was trying to f- figure out. This is probably a conversation that that's occurred on on every podcast at sure. some point. Uh, but you know, there, there's there's the um, there's the thing, the the Stephen King book, the thing. Yes, there's John Wayne it's, Gacy, right? Is it it? it oh, is you're it. right. Yeah, it the is thing it. is the John Carpenter movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Pennywise. Yeah. Pennywise a clown. Yeah. Speaking of mid '90s punk rock, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I want you know I was trying to figure out the the like whether Gacy was the um, you know the, the the catalyst for the scary. Clown. Oh, what came first? Idea. You're asking. You're yeah. what came first? John Wayne Gacy or the idea of a murder the scary, clown? Uh, yeah, the scary murder clown. Um, uh, there's, you know, definitely there's something. Uh, obviously, I don't know if there's something inherently creepy about the clown or whether we've just projected. I mean, yeah. You look what at a picture was of John the Gacy. first murderous clown in yeah. pop culture? Was it pre-Gacy or post-Gacy? That's interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. a question I cannot answer. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll not go too far down that road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like one of those things where you, you, you just sort of pr- you can project like there's a lot of things where you can kind of project horror onto it, right? For like, sure. Like speaking of Stephen King, how everybody's afraid of cars now. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, of maximum overdrive. Afraid of car- uh, 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 Christine. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he did have a lot of killer cars. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a popular. He directed uh, theme. Maximum Overdrive, though, right? I think he he did direct it. You're right. Yeah. And there was a Hobgoblin. Yeah, that, I think that was truck. in his Mountains of Cocaine phase. Yeah. Uh, might have been the only movie he actually directed. Yeah, I think so. I think let it him, was. Let him let him direct a movie after that. You're, so you're in town. Can we talk about while you're in town? I mean, we this can, is going to yeah, come please. out well after. Oh, sure. That's even a thing. Yeah. Um, you're working. Uh, I work for the uh, television yeah. program uh, at midnight. Yeah. On Comedy Central. Uh, yeah, and they're doing a week of shows in New York, so I'm here uh, preparing segments for that. I'm a writer for the show. Yeah, I should say. What is that? 
I, I think of that show. I think of um, you know user user submitted content. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do a pretty good job outsourcing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what What is give me, give me sort of like a day in the life of a, a writer? Oh, on sure. That show. Absolutely. So uh, we get there uh, about eight thirty in the morning. Uh, there's a research staff, a very hardworking, uh, able research staff that's there about an hour before us, mm. um, kind of collecting the internet shit from the day or the internet shit from the last time we taped. Uh, that's, you know, weird celebrity tweets, uh, movie announcements, weird YouTube videos, uh, you name it. Just the stuff that's happening on the internet. And so we get there about 8.30 and we see a huge packet of this internet stuff. And we kind of decide what about it is funny. Like, what's the funniest stuff? What's easy to make jokes about? Uh, or what's fun to make jokes about? And, uh, yeah, we kind of decide on that. We kind of write up the games. So the show's kind of a fake game show yeah. if people haven't seen it. And uh, it's a fake game show where the contestants are comedians. And they get points based on jokes they make. Uh so we kind of compile the stuff. We kind of think about what the game aspect of it is, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, which is the real tweet about the new Avengers movie or, you know, what would you call this Oculus Rift game where you grab <laughs> a Japanese uh, latex boob? Is that, a, is, that a, is that an actual example? Because I want to know what. Oh, gosh. I don't know if we. Was. I think I maybe pitched something where no. we did it on the show, but I think everyone was too disturbed by the upset cartoon character. Yeah, that's the that, that, that's always been the, the the weird thing about the the news is is how if you have to spend like you know seventy five percent of the joke explaining the premise, right? Because a lot of these a lot of these instances are really hyper specific, mm-hmm. right? Um, I recently started listening to the the Norm Macdonald podcast, which oh, yeah. took me back to the sure. Norm Macdonald days of Weekend Update, and he's maybe the only. I person- feel like uh, something that links guys yeah. our age and of our, you know, like social strata. Yeah. yeah, is like being able to quote Norm Macdonald yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekend Update yeah, jokes, yeah. Frank Stallone jokes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he but he was the only person I, I think who, who really, and this is this is something really inherent in his comic delivery. But he's the only person who could really. Get away with explaining a premise for sure. For thing. sure, yeah. He was. He's a. He's a. He's a. A unique performer. Yeah. So, so something like. Um, again, you, you, do you have to explain what the Oculus Rift is? Yeah, I mean, we like. To... Yeah, we like show the video and like you know we, okay. you know hopefully like Hardwick's toss has a little information yeah. in it so people kind of like know what they're seeing or you know why it's significant because okay. like legally I think you can only show like ten seconds of the video yeah. so you know it has to have a little bit of setup in it so yeah we kind of write a toss to it. And then uh, once we've kind of figured out what our funny stuff is, uh, what stuff we liked, we kind of go off and we write a ton of jokes about it. We just write, you know, page after page of jokes about the stuff. Uh, and the comedians, so that's kind of the middle part of our day is eating lunch and writing a bunch of jokes about the stuff we've come up with. So far, so good. And the comedians get yeah. there about 2.30, 3-ish. And sometimes they've seen the stuff and sometimes they haven't looked at it. Uh, just kind of depending on their busyness and their temperament or whatever uh, sometimes they've written a bunch of jokes sometimes they haven't uh, they kind of pair off with a writer and they decide what jokes they want to make on the show so uh, yeah so they and so by the time the show tapes around 430 they've kind of created this comedy gumbo for themselves <laughs> kind of based on stuff they've written and stuff the writers have written and stuff they wrote together and stuff they kind of came up with on the spot so yeah so kind of when they get to showtime uh, they've got this kind of list of funny stuff and then the yeah, then they kind of they do the show and they play the game and the best stuff makes it to air. So yeah, who 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 is the 
Who is the most prepared comedian that you've ever had on the show? Oh gosh, uh, so uh, uh, so everybody works a little bit differently. Kurt Braunohler okay. uh, is a hilarious guy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely does a lot of writing himself before he comes. He seems like a guy. I don't. I. 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 Want, I don't want this to sound disrespectful. I don't sure. think. He, I don't think it's going to sound disrespectful. Cut it out if it sounds disrespectful. <laughs> he seems like a guy who has had to work harder than anyone else to get to where he is, and then that has made him a very hard worker. Yeah, uh, like he's really. Yeah, he really hoofed it. No, the guy grinds. The guy is. grinds. Yeah, he's yeah. really funny too. Just a yeah. hilarious guy. Uh, Kyle Kinane is an interesting case in that. He maybe hasn't looked at the at the mm-hmm. stuff, but just writes it immediately because mm. he's a genius. Yeah, uh, because he's just kind of a joke genius. Everything he says is funny. He can just sit there and think of a joke immediately. So yeah. he's a different case. Uh, yeah, but I mean, everybody does it a little bit differently, and some of the people on the show are not stand ups, uh, so they work a little bit yeah. differently and need a little bit of stuff. So yeah, I think I think the idea is that like, you know, the writers prepare a ton of material. So that when the comic gets there, they can either take the stuff, they can not take the stuff, they can be inspired by it, they can not be inspired by it. It's just so, like, you know, the funniest possible show can result. This has had, had I mean, this is a pretty good training round, I would assume, sure. to, to, to make you as not precious about jokes yeah, as ever. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're literally, it's just, it's just like a, it's a blast attack of comedy. For and sure. you're... Probably ninety five percent of what you're actually putting on paper is never going to make it. Anywhere. That's that's absolutely true, yeah. and that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, I think that's probably a pr- pretty accurate percentage of yeah. like yeah, people are just writing a lot, and yeah, hopefully just like the best stuff makes it to air. So yeah, and you're you're okay with that? You're you're okay with the fact that like you're going to write a really good joke and no you one know will what? Ever it's hear? really weird. It's and it's because like uh, it's so funny. It's like it's not like they're topical jokes about the news necessarily. Yeah. So it's like the jokes I write for at midnight, I can't even use on Twitter because you have to like have seen a particular yeah. Reddit post or a Reddit thread yeah. or have watched an entire YouTube video. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, – you are absolutely right. It's been a great lesson in not being precious yeah. of, like, just – if this, you know, if this doesn't make it, write the next joke. So, yeah. You're really just – I mean, you're, you're, a, you're part of a joke machine at this point. It's yeah, not, you yeah. Know, it's not like uh, – you know, writing write, writing other shows with narrative structures. Right. They're, they're, you're, you're literally just sitting in a room. Yeah, you could call it a sweatshop. You could call it a dungeon. Yep. I think all these all these uh, descriptors are apt. They're paying for your lunch, though. Yes, that's true. Yeah, okay. this actually sounds like a pretty good. Eh, gig they pay for lunch really... three days a week. Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to get into it. There are two days where they don't pay for lunch, and it's bullshit. Anyway, you, uh, <laughs> I'm wh- putting them on blast. <laughs> no. Uh, so 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 do you I mean you have to work you're really just sort of sitting in a room and and shouting things out or kind of yeah I mean no. there's like sometimes you know depending on the day and the schedule sometimes we work as a group around a table where we all just kind of one up each other and yell jokes that's the most fun for me I love that yeah. stuff and it's a very hilarious writing staff too so uh that's always a fun and yeah sometimes it's kind of more quiet where we all just sit on a couch with our laptop and come up with stuff. So, uh, yeah, just kind of depending on what's going on that day, we work a little bit differently. Yeah. So, yeah, we do both. I think we do a lot of, like, fun group writing, uh, but we also do kind of solitary, you know, uh, laptop-on-couch type work, too. So so this is, I mean, this, this is really your first, this, this is kind of your first full-time... I mean, you, you did the you did yeah, the, um, so I, the hosting I, I've stuff I've had, before. I've had similar jobs yeah. before, but this is definitely my first like writers guild job, yeah. and definitely my first job where I'm just a writer. Uh, I've done other jobs where I'm either like on camera sometimes, mm. or I'm also producing, or I'm also you know dealing with 
a production company. This is the first jo- time where my job is to like, hey, just be funny. Like, just come up with a bunch of funny stuff. And uh, yeah, I couldn't like it more. I just, it's it's great. So it, you know, it, it, it's it, it's interesting um, looking at looking at where you where, where you are in your career, where you where you where you plan on going. Um, you know, having having. Having having been on camera, having having you know done all these all all these podcasts, having hosting gigs, and now being kind of sort of a full time writer. I mean, is this this is that comfortable? Is that something you'd be comfortable just sort of doing uh, forever? Yes, totally. Yeah. And I've thought a lot about that kind of like the difference between being on camera and being behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like acting and performing; like it's fun. It's a it's a hoot, yeah. I would call it, but it's not like satisfying to me. Yeah. I think for a lot of people it is, but that's to me right. it doesn't feel like a meal. It feels like a snack. That's really that's surprising for me to hear, you know, because I I, we, I first met you. We were in a in an improv troupe. Yeah, yeah. I first, you know, I met you through the radio station. I met you as a performer. You seem like somebody who is destined to be on that side of the camera. Oh, funny. Yeah, I mean, I I've liked all the performing I've done. It's all been like really fun, and hosting is fun, and acting is fun. But like, as far as like, what do I what like feels the best at yeah. the end of the day? Uh, it's writing stuff, hmm. and like I like writing for Hardwick a lot. He's a really funny guy, and he always like makes stuff funnier. And writing for other comics who are you know uh, great, it's like kind of fun to see their spin on my material. Like that's always kind of a hoot. Uh, so yeah, I I you know I think my kind of career role model is uh, Brian Stack from Conan. Okay, he's a longtime Conan writer uh, who. He's the one you don't know because he's the one who didn't, you know, he's not like a John Glazer. He didn't go out and yeah, exactly. Do his own it's like career. you'll see him on camera yeah. occasionally, yeah. like he was, you know, Frankenstein and a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, like if you go back and look at like classic Conan bits, sometimes he's in them. Uh, but yeah, it's mainly a writer who occasionally gets to goof around on screen. And I think that's kind of what I would like to be ideally. Is like a, you know, mostly a writer, but occasionally I'll get to do a goofy bit. It it is sort of interesting that that you know as 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 we as we evolve in what we do as we evolve in our careers that we still sure. need to have role models. You know, that I we know, still need right? To have, exactly. I'm a know, 32 year old with yeah, a role exactly. model. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I I imagine that 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 has also shifted. Sure. As far as insofar as as what you've been doing and what you've been interested in yeah. doing has shifted. I mean, you probably. At some point, a few years ago, you you were probably more interested in in that person who. Who does a little bit of both, right? Yeah, who, yeah. Who also, who, who's also a performer. I mean, clearly that hasn't sure. gone away. You know, you again, you're on podcast two out of three. You do like, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Sure, I do. Yeah, I do like talking and yeah, yeah uh, sure that stuff for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this stuff a lot, uh, and I don't want it to like go away. Mm-hmm. But as far as like kind of what I want my you know skill set to be in, you know, my like craft or trade yeah. or whatever I think it's being a being a good writer I think it's yeah. kind of what I would like to devote my uh, you know most of my mental energy to you know this, if that makes sense yeah this this is sort of a mixed blessing of of, of, of where we are um, of, of, of the technology of where, where society For is sure. where um, you know you know maybe you know maybe you can't be as successful in that given job as as one of these role models from 20, 30 years ago right. because Got exact, yeah. television sure. isn't what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, television is totally different and how they pay people yeah. is totally different. Yeah. But, you know, the flip side of that is that uh, if you want to, um, and, and there aren't really aren't really that many role models for this because, you know, again, new media is new media, but right, sure. if you wanted to 
from now until you stop making things, you can be that writer guy. You know, you can be that guy writing on TV shows, and you could still be the guy making jokes with Jesse on a podcast. Yeah, like yeah. there are still there's still a million different venues that you you can explore all at the same time. For sure, and I think like people people who you know started this stuff when we did. Yeah, uh, I think something that's totally different than people who came slightly before us is that you kind of have to be a jack of not all trades, but several trades. Yeah. Is that like, I think, you know, there's not those huge deals for writers anymore, you know? And it's like one of those things is like, you can do a little bit of writing, a little bit of hosting, and you kind of have to make your rent in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I'm finding Uh, it out as a freelancer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 10 years. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, yeah, it's, I think that's something that our generation is doing. And something that is cool about new media, but also awful about it is that (laughs) none of it pays a lot. So you have to do several different things. And I think people in our situation are podcasters slash writers slash performers slash whatever. Uh, And I think that's kind of just how it's going to work from now on. I really, uh, you know, actually being a full-time freelancer is a a new thing for me. You know, I was doing desk jobs for 10 years there. Um, And I still have this. I've been doing this for for the better part of the year. And I'm, you know, writing for five or six or seven different places all at the same time. And first, it was a little bit weird. Uh... Not being at work in the middle of the day, walking right. around in the middle totally. of the day. Totally, yeah, yeah. I definitely, before I got at midnight, yeah. I was a a freelancer of the highest order of yeah. the in my underwear at noon, yeah. uh, talking to the cat too much, yeah, wandering around. Like, is this for coffee? Yeah, okay. Is this okay? Uh, I I think I'm making money. It seems like I'm making money. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you're not. Your pets aren't dying from malnourishment. Yeah, exactly. Like I look at my bank account. There's still some money in my bank right. account. But how is this? I don't seem to be working quite as hard, maybe as I used to be. I will be honest with you. At the start of my freelance life, because uh, you're, uh, I think you alluded to the fact that I I kind of hosted on a show for a long time where mm-hmm. I had a desk job. Yeah. Uh, and then that show went away. And between then and at midnight, I was freelancer, and I was mm-hmm. getting. Work. I was doing work, but it didn't involve going into an office. Yeah, uh, it wasn't always a ton of money. Um, yeah, and that work was pretty consistent, but also it felt like I was unemployed. You know, mm. so yeah. And I think by the end of it, I kind of grew to love it and see what was like kind of cool about yeah. it. it. Was like, oh, I can kind of like schedule my day how I want it. If I want to write early, I'll write early. If I want to write late, I'll write late. You know, if I want to go to a movie in the middle of the day, I can. If I want to talk to the cat a little too yeah. in depth I can do yeah. that uh, I think by the end I started to see what was kind of cool about it but uh, initially it fucking freaked me out I was like what am I doing is this you know yeah. How is this am I a boil on society I haven't I haven't <laughs> like I, I haven't been able to bring myself to go see a movie in the middle of the day like, yeah, I, it's I weird. can't, it's I can't weird. do it yet. yeah I mean I think that like that's the thing that's cool about it and I think that's the thing you should enjoy because it's yeah, because it's not like you're not working. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So doing stuff. So take that movie in the middle of the day as a cool reward and a kind of celebration of the fact that you're the master of your own time, mm-hmm. and not as a oh my god I'm a failure. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like there's something kind of special to having done well enough for yourself that you can collect sure. this freelance work. It's cool in a lot of ways, and sure. I think it's something you you know you're not barista-ing and you're not, uh, you know, cold calling for something that would, you know, need someone to cold call for them, a political candidate or something. Yeah, you're, you know, 
you've built a name for yourself. You're respectable in a certain field, and people give you freelance work. And I think that's kind of great. And fucking go see a movie at noon I, if you I want do, to. I do. Yeah, I do look at how hard people work, though, and it makes I, know. I genuinely feel bad about I it. I know. And I never felt bad about it doing an office job because I was still sort of an office drone. But sure. I do, you know, I, 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 I look at the... Um, at the barista, you know, I look at I look at the people who are doing like the, the salt of the earth type. Sure, know? yeah, people yeah. Are doing people jobs who are sure how, working a plow and yeah, yeah. How this is okay? How how this is okay that the economy economy is structured in such a way? Sure, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. can make a probably a better living than um, <laughs> doing what I'm doing. Oh yeah, well that's a whole other can of yeah, worms there. Seems, <laughs> seems yeah. When when when, uh, when I when I first came out here and, and started writing, you know, I'm 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 old enough. We're old enough that you know I, we we remember magazines as being a sure, thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. And we remember um, again. You know, I first I first came out here to write for for Spin Magazine, and sure. I remember feeling like writing for the website was a bit of a downgrade of not actually making it into print wasn't right. as good. Okay, because you wrote for Spin.com, but not. Well, yeah, magazine. yeah, but when when uh, it, when I would obviously it paid better. Print still pays better than sure. online media, but um, it, it would feel like a failure to to have your thing booted down to the website versus being yeah, print. right, right. It's kind of a finite resource, and and you know, Spin Magazine is Spin Magazine. Sure. Right? Um, obviously, that's changed a lot now. Right, right. Uh, and 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 video has, has taken a, a, a very similar path. Yeah. Um, is but writing for TV is still the gold standard, right? I don't know. I mean, I really like it. It's always been the goal for me to write for TV, and uh, yeah, and I've done it in a variety of capacities. But this one I'm in now is definitely the most official. Like, I have a Writers Guild card, yeah. and you know, I get invited to union meetings yeah. that I don't go to, yeah. and uh, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's very official, and uh, it's great. I really like it. And, I mean, you know, you can talk about the death of old media all you want to, but still a ton of people watch TV. Like, that's mm-hmm. not going away anytime soon. I think, you know, how people watch it is different, but people still want to watch TV shows. Uh, and a lot of times they still want to watch them live on TV. And I think yeah. that's, you know, the demise of that has been pretty pretty heartily exaggerated, I think. So, I mean, I still think there are is going to be a place for, like, well-paid, highly skilled TV writers. I don't think that's going to go away as soon as people think. So, I, I, I guess the, the sort of the the, the the dichotomy that we're, we're we're getting at here is you know is is, is given the option between being uh, you know between small fish big pond big sure. fish, big fish small For small sure. pond being able to really um, again I would always point to Jesse Thorne as a really good example of somebody who's built something really organically absolutely yeah, who's yeah. started from from the bottom and built something kind of in his own image sure. Um, Versus, you know, I think you, you and I, for the most part, the, the paths that we've taken are working with these sort of larger established places. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, assuming that, assuming that, you know, 20, 30 year, year, years from now that things are kind of still sort of set up as, as they are now. And you sure. Can, you can have that option of being, of, you know, of, of being somewhere on the totem pole of this large machine that is a network TV show. Right. Or being smaller smaller audience but right. a more concentrated audience you know of, of having fans devoted to that specific yeah. thing what's what's a more appealing prospect to you um it's a good it's a, it's a great question i mean i think and kind of going back to what we were talking about about you know jack of all tradeness yeah is that like i think you know people in entertainment or media or whatever will 
it's probably really it's probably will be really common to have your feet yeah. in two different ponds. I mean, I think Mark Maron's another great example of a guy who has a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like he straight up has a TV show, but uh, also will keep doing his podcast. Chris Hardwick is a great example. Uh, someone yeah. who has a TV show, but will always do his podcast. Will always tweet. Will always do live comedy club shows. Like so, I think maybe that's kind of the new, you know, that's maybe the new entertainment thing is going to be just because you have a TV show or a movie or whatever doesn't mean you stop doing your podcast or your, you know, Twitter or your web videos or whatever. It's doing a lot of different stuff, and some of it's smaller and some of it's bigger. So, uh, yeah, I think that's maybe that's 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 the new media person is someone who. Does a lot of different things. I'm really I'm conflicted by that. Sure. Part of that sounds really appealing because I'm the sort of person like even even in a given job I need to do a lot of different things. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I get I, I get I get bored of stuff really quickly. Uh, I need to work out different parts of my brain. That part of it is super exciting. Yeah. It also sounds really exhausting to be. We're still relatively young dudes. Right. Uh, it sounds really exhausting though to be. You know, Marin's what, like fifty, fifty-one sure. at this point. Um, you know, gra- granted, he came to that, to that success a little bit later in life, but it sounds exhausting to still be, you know, twenty, twenty, thirty years from now to have to do ten different things. Grinding, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I guess ideally it would be yeah. things that you enjoy, sure, and that pe- things that have a fan base. It's not like you're trying to, you know. Hopefully, at that time in your life, you, you, gotta, you haven't started something from scratch. You got so a brand. That's what yeah, it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it's something that you're right, uh, that people enjoy, yeah. that you enjoy doing, that, yeah, I mean, ideally wouldn't destroy any yeah. free time you had. You've, you, this, this, I think this is, this, this, is, this is what we're moving toward. This is kind of what we're at in a lot sure. of cases. You, you have to establish, yep. You have, to, you have to develop something that lets everybody know what a Chris Hardwick is. Right. What a Mark Marin is. Sure. You know, what an what a Adam Carolla is. Yeah. And then you can parlay that in different medias. But Most the of the answers to those are lovable curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, but, but you need, you know, you need to let people, you've got to develop a personality. For sure. You need to let people know what that personality is, and you need to find that. Kevin Smith is a really good example yeah, of absolutely. somebody who has developed this really weird thing yeah. that he's been able, you know, and and and. So the key, I think, I think yeah. we can agree, is hockey jerseys, <laughs> hockey morbid jerseys, obesity. morbid obesity, hockey jerseys, hockey jerseys, and cargo shorts. This guy's excited that we're recording in here. Yeah, we're in a very hip uh, Queens bar right now. I this guess we should not say a thing. This is this is this, this is, is not hip. No, 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 no. This is why I was grilling you about um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the show that you just came from, the podcast. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, I just did the Keith and the Girl podcast. Yeah, and, and this is why I was grilling you about this is because, you know, I'm, I'm very fascinated in my neighborhood. I yeah, live in yeah. Astoria, and I was saying I've been here for about 10 years, and Astoria has been the slowest to gentrify. Right. Um, it's just been a really slow burn. Everybody saw it coming. The hipsters have kind of sure. infiltrated, infiltrated for a while now. I should point out that the bar we're in now, before you got yeah. here, Brian, I had sriracha hot wings and an arugula salad. Yeah. If that paints yeah, yeah. a picture of the kind of place we're in right now. Yeah. It was very good, of by old, the way. Very a lot of uh, repurposed wood in yes, here. Yes, sure. Um, really good whiskey selection. Yeah, yeah. And the kind of place that on this avenue wouldn't have existed two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. 
but that but 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 it it does fascinate me that there's this because he said that they, that they've been doing this podcast for for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Keith and the girls been going on for close to ten years, I think. So yeah. Su- su- super, not 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 to you know tread too much on this conversation that we had before. No, we no, no problem. This up, but um, there's no reason I even need to introduce it as such. Yeah, yeah. Nobody heard that conversation. <laughs> but this is what is really fascinating to me about about what we do, about what the internet is, about. The fact that this, I, you know, I, I was not familiar with that podcast. Apparently, they have a crazy big following. Yeah, Keith and the Girl is definitely huge. They do uh, one show every weekday, and yeah. uh, they have cruises and DVDs and all sorts of crazy fans. So, yeah, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like, but, you know, they, they're not yeah. on TV. Uh, they don't, you know, they, they do, I think, like stage performing, but it's not a part of their empire so much. So, yeah, I think they're a great example of someone who, they have a audience which would be small for a TV show, mm-hmm. but for a podcast, it's huge, and they've been able to make careers of it, and that's great. I think that's the great part of new media is that, like, maybe they're not bazillionaires, but they're doing okay with their smallish but loyal yeah. audience. Have, have we hit peak podcasts? I'm really I'm worried that we've hit peak podcasts. Maybe we, we have. have. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, podcasts that got started early, like yeah. Keith and the Girl, uh, like Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Definitely, probably, you know... Well, I can't speak for Keith and the Girl because they are really funny and talented. Uh, at least Jordan Jesse Go unfunny podcasts like Jordan Jesse. Go. I know. I, I'll say the Jordan Jesse Go if it got started now probably wouldn't have you yeah, know a fraction of the audience yeah. as it does just because you know yeah we were there a little bit before Hardwick and Pete Holmes and Marin and the other people who were famous before podcasting or kind of famous before podcasting. So yeah, I mean, I think that like with us, we we're lucky that we started early because we probably wouldn't have our audience. I mean, I, I look at somebody like like Marin because I Marin didn't really start that early when you really get down to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Podcasts were a thing when he came. For sure, along. yeah. I think uh, you know Pardo was already doing it, yeah. and uh, Hardwick oh, had been doing it for a while. So. Well, you know, a lot of people were, and, but they, um, you know, I mean, that, that's a really interesting example of like uh, of him doing something because you know he. He, 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 there was really no out at that point, you know. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like this is an opportunity. This is made. I don't want to say last ditch, but like, you know, screw it. Like, let's try it. But but again, this is a thing I worry about. I worry about that. That uh, you never really know when you're in the middle of a media bubble whether um, things have been sh- shaken up and are are, are settling down. For if sure. they're going to stay that way for a little while, or whether from here on out, and it's this the the latter seems to be the case that from here on out. It's just a constant process of shaking. Yeah, and that's that. I guess that's what really worries me even more than this idea of having to, to do ten things at once. When I'm, you know, in my fifties, is having to explore every single new media. Right, like feeling thing. like I'm like, should I be on Snapchat? Should yeah. I be vining? Do yeah. I need to be vining? Uh, yeah, I hear you for sure. Yeah, and like, and 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 really, a, sort of a combination. That, that 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 perfect storm of, of talent and getting into something at the exact right time. I had a had a comedian on the show uh, a couple months ago named uh, Jason Nash. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a super interesting case of somebody who I never said these words before, but Vine celebrity. Yeah, totally. He's totally a Vine celebrity, and that's a real thing. I had no idea. You yeah, know, and totally. now he's doing this like you know we we were talking about this. Uh, this movie he had come out, and yeah, Jason know, Nash is married. Yeah, 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 you got your Paul uh-huh. Tompkins in it. Sure. You got like your Andy Daly's. Uh-huh. Oh, you got all you know these these 
well respected. You're busy comedians. Phillips. You're busy Phillips playing playing his wife. It's a pretty good thing to do if you've got. A, oh yeah, you got a movie if you're, coming if you're up. picking a movie wife, yeah. uh, busy Phillips is pretty high up there for uh, choices. Yeah, and and and, but but yeah, it's just just that that that, that is such a peculiar thing. I know it is. Uh, and yeah. that seems to be he seems to be similar to Merritt in that that seems to be a, an instance of like him not having a lot to lose. Yeah, and I think that here's, you know, a thing that may seem depressing at first, but I think <laughs> is actually uh, a net positive is that, you know, with media being like it is, I do think that there are less people becoming filthy rich and yeah. more people being comfortable. And I think that's better. Yeah. I think that's ultimately better than, you know, a couple of coked out bazillionaires who may lose it and never get it back. But if there's people like Jason Nash, Keith and the girl, yeah, yeah, you know, Jesse Thorne, me, you, who can, you know, will probably never have a house in, you know, Laurel Canyon or something like that. But, I mean, our rents will get paid. Yeah. Uh, if kids are involved, hopefully the kids will eat. Uh, the pets will get fed, and that's kind of cool because we can do fun stuff that has a, you know, small but loyal audience. We should we should be we should be in great bracing. I mean, you know, we both we, we both were, were punk rockers. We, we listen to sure. a lot of punk rock music. Sure. We should be we should be embracing cult status, right? Wasn't that wasn't that the pinnacle when you were? Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think I think uh, like being, if I looked know, at myself cool, in not, high school, yeah. but. The thing that would be more imp- the podcast's you know success would be more impressive yeah. than the TV success for sure. Um, so yeah, I hear you, and I think that yeah, I mean, I think you can look at it. You know, I think that you know, you can look at it like oh, you know, when I grew up and fantasized about being in entertainment, I wanted to be a bazillionaire who yeah. drove car X and lived in house Y <laughs> and whatever, and maybe that won't happen. And that's kind of a bummer, but also us and a ton of other people can, you know, pay our rent and be comfortable with doing stuff that we like. And, you know. Yeah, I guess what, 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 there's a long way, way of getting at, like, you know, we, we come from a culture that, um, that, that, that backed away from people as, certain as, as soon as they achieved a certain note right. of success. Yeah, yeah. So, so. In a sense, I mean, this is sort of the 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 ideal scenario of, of everyone just sort of having this this cult level of success and everybody having something very specifically right. d- delivered to them. And it is, and it probably like I mean, it probably a good artistic result is there's probably going to be less mediocre, middle of the road stuff. Like you know, like I don't know if that's true. I mean, well, I mean, there will still be, be more. Th- there will it. be mid- mediocre, middle yeah. of the road stuff. There's going to be more of it, but it won't. It won't be the um, the a, a, the pop culture as much. For sure, I mean, yeah. People who like middle of the road stuff, God bless them. There, there will always be stuff right. to cater to them, but it's maybe two and, we'll and, be two and a half men reruns yeah. will live on indefinitely, and maybe it won't. And it won't be. And, we'll, and it won't be forced down our throat. I think For that's sure. the key. Yeah, every everybody will have something tailored to them but I do like you know this Marvel announcement came out today sure yeah yeah the 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 Avengers I think there's going to be one Marvel movie a month now right that's the until uh, 2020 yeah I and know. a DC movie a month until 2020 sure and we will never be without a comic book movie yeah. in the theaters thank and, god by the way <laughs> thank god well I this might be me showing my age a little bit this might sure. be me showing my my jadedness a little bit but 
a big difference between uh, you know me at thirteen and and or me at twelve and me now is. Um, I mean, I, I think I made the realization when I saw the new Avengers trailer that I'm never going to get really excited about a superhero movie trailer again. Okay. I was pretty excited about the you Avengers trailer. I'm going to be okay. perfectly honest with you, Just Brian. Wait until I was pretty excited. Wait until you're my age, Jordan. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Give yeah. it 11 Until months. I'm one year older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think what it is, though, is I think... Oh, this is going to sound so horrible no, and no, jaded. No, it. But... Uh, I was a lot more excited about that stuff when it seemed to be fighting against all odds to be made into Sure, a you're right. You're absolutely right. It's like when it was a huge, yeah. you know, the fact that they were even making an Iron Man movie was like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe they're going to take a chance on an Iron Man movie. We went movie. from Spider-Man, I know. arguably one of the most popular superheroes, sure. and, and that sort of still seemed like a long shot making a Spider-Man movie, right. to X-Men. A little bit more cultish, but sure. it still seemed like but a long still shot. Still pretty popular, yeah. To Iron Man, fifth tier superhero at best. Yeah, and I think that now with the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. just kind of proves that people will just go to see those movies. Yeah, you know whether they've heard of the characters or not. Absolutely, split it wide open, and and, and that's and again, like that, that's that's what's again. This is, I guess, a jaded old punk rocker in me, sure. but, but full scale cultural appropriation and acceptance of a cult thing I, I, I part of me it's it's hard it, it, it's hard to wholeheartedly enjoy that product I hear you yeah for sure it definitely it it yeah there was an element of surprise to like the fact that these were even oh and, and you know yeah. I mean just like look at Batman begins you're like oh someone is making a Batman movie that's on tone with the Batman yeah. comics I loved yeah, yeah you know the Frank Miller Batman's yeah. Uh, and you're, you know, killing jokes and your what have yous. Uh, yeah, I mean, that even that was like, oh, Batman was huge before, but here is a, you know, punk rocker comic book version of yeah. Batman that I recognize more than George Clooney, you know? Uh, yeah, I hear you. I mean, I think the thing is that, like, Rarely do I go to see one of those movies and not enjoy myself. They're always That's fun fair. to watch. Some of them are great. Some of yeah. them are whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that the, you know, if a movie is bad or good, it's still the comics still exist and will always exist and will always, you know, and will be great with the same frequency that they've always been. So, yeah, I think it's like, you know, if you love those characters and their movies are bad, there's tons of comics where they're good. So... It was just—it you know. re- was really interesting to see the way that the way that it's unfolded in the past year to see it, you know, on, uh, over the course of really a day of DC to announce that they have twenty movies coming out to yeah. really have our movie watching scheduled through the year twenty twenty. I know, isn't that crazy? A isn't little that crazy? Pressing in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, a little bit of like, sure, it's like it's being all being. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, you know between the time they've announced it and you know the time they conceived it has been huge. I'm sure that like these things have been. Planned for three sure. years before when they even announced them. So I mean, yeah, I the, don't know. Like I wonder that though. I wonder if they were planned for thirty years, or wonder if they've been planned for in a way th- three years. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, or if it was just the like, uh, well, shit, Captain America yeah. two made a lot of money. What can we make? Suicide Squad? Should we make a Suicide Squad that, movie? I guess that absolutely. I think that absolutely is the case because I don't think that that 
15 years ago, they knew that there would be 20 Marvel movies coming out. That's absolutely and, true, and, yeah. And, so, know, yeah, I'm sure some of them are rush jobs, probably. Yeah, well, no, no, I'm not even saying that from the standpoint of, of rush jobs, because they're still giving themselves a little bit of time right, to, sure. to make Right, sure. Yeah, five or six years, but, yeah. But from the standpoint of really really capitalizing on it, we're, we're hitting an interesting uh, a bit of sort of pop culture critical mass in that, like, this is this has been the case for the last several years where in... Um, you know, people have realized, like, once something has gotten popular, they've made as many of them as quickly as possible. Right, for sure. But now we're seeing that on a $100 million per movie scale, right. which is going to be really fascinating. Oh, yeah, sure. I think you think probably 100, 100 million is pretty pretty cheap. So, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah I think so. Of millions, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder when the first bomb will be. I mean, there's definitely been some that have been kind of, you yeah. know, you know, lukewarmly received. Your amazing two, Spider Man yeah. twos is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it'll take the first one to fucking flat out bomb to yeah. make people rethink this. So it's like none of them have, and I think even if they're like kind of lukewarm here, they're big overseas. So sure, but but the the, the, the weird the weird result from that is um, having pop culture change at such a rapid clip, but then at the same time. Planning out movies until the year twenty twenty. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, there's it's, it's, no way that the, the the cultural landscape doesn't make a huge. Yeah, I turn. know, and it's yeah. like yeah, it all it's yeah, uh, it's strange. Yeah, are these going to become parodies of themselves? Yeah. Are they going to be you know so predictable that no one cares anymore? Yeah. I mean, they're already a little predictable. Uh, they're either but, they're either a little predictable or Guardians of the Galaxy, arguably a parody of itself. Sure, yeah, yeah, that's a little bit yeah, yeah. a little bit jokey. Like, uh, yeah, hard to say. We're, we're 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 in nerd culture. We're running into the postmodern question yeah. of where do you go from self critique? And it's like DC. Like, well, if Suicide Squad bombs, are they going to cancel Cyborg in five <laughs> years, or are they just going to keep making yeah. it? Hard to say. I wonder. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll take. Well, I mean, I think they're already like. Uh, I mean, that kind of that question is up in the air with the Spider Man movies, right? Is like the last one was kind of lukewarmly received, but they had a. Yeah. Venom and Carnage and Sinister Six movie plan. They're like, are we going to make these? Well, you know the story, the st- what's happening there, right? No. Uh-uh. That's a really interesting story. The reason why... It's not that interesting. It's interesting, like, I'm an hour into this podcast, right. so I must still find this interesting. Interesting. Sure. Um, there are three different studios making Marvel films right now. Yeah, yeah, right. And Fox is making the X-Men movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel is making Marvel's Marvel movies, Marvel's and, and Sony is making Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. movies. And... Sony is contractually obligated to make a Spider-Man movie every two, three years in order oh, to keep funny. the franchise going. Yeah, so going. if they don't make it... So they have to keep making those movies, sure. or they have to keep rebooting the franchise, which is why we saw the, sh- the shortest I know. period between movie and reboot, I think, in the history of movies. Sure. Had to have been, right? Oh, yeah, easily. Because if they don't make them on, on a given schedule, then it... Uh, right, Marvel reverts. can just envelop what? everything and throw Spider-Man into the Avengers, which would be awesome. Yeah. Which would be really cool. They're planning this like new Avengers movie, which I think is an like, Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity right, yeah, something. Right, a two-part, nine-hour Infinity seem Gauntlet to be movie. Just expecting X Men and Spider Man to just revert over to them, so they could just toss everybody. I know. In the movie and just give us what we want. Yeah, yeah. We can all just shoot ourselves in the face. That'd be nice. After, <laughs> after that, yeah. We just end it. We can all walk into the ocean <laughs> after the Wolverine Spider Man uh, Avengers team up. Yeah, it's good. Which We're is good. what we would all like As to see. As a culture, yeah. yeah. Mass suicide. Yeah, sure, exactly. Basically. Everyone leaves the theater, dusts their hands, and just yeah. walks into the ocean. At some point, culture is just the cultural machine is just satisfied, right? Yeah, has to be. We're just done. We're like, okay, well, all the movies now got made. Yeah, 
how long can you give people exactly what they want and yeah. have them still want more? <laughs> I, I that's wonder. The I think that's the big question. Are we, right at, are we at? Are we at peak team up? Yeah. Are we at peak happiness? <laughs> peak cultural. <laughs> yeah, are we as happy as we can be? Yeah. That guy is. Yeah. Cool. So you're going on Dave Hill. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, uh, after this, I am going to WFMU yeah. to record Dave Hill's show, the goddamn Dave Hill show, yeah. a radio show that's also podcasted later. Yeah, that kind of has a swear in its name. Oh yeah, that's true. It's really on the cutting. Oh, edge. I probably can't swear on the air. I should oh, probably no, you get them all out you now. Definitely can't yeah. swear. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah, yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite? But. I'm going to go James Limpton. Oh, okay, yeah. Thank what's you. What's your thank favorite you, curse you. word? Whew, boy. I mean, I really like saying. I'm, I think a lot about swears that I can use on TV. Okay. Because uh, of at midnight, I love saying jizz. Mm. I think jizz is so funny, and yeah. like saying something is jizz caked yeah, yeah. or uh, jizz covered. I think is always hilarious. You've got the. I'm going to um, go jizz. You've got uh, you know the etymology there. You've got jazz music. Oh yeah, the sure. Word jazz, jazz, jazz is a real spelling. Sure, it comes out of a similar root. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think you're right. You're, I'm, I, I think you might be. The so you're John saying I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a true American artist. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, you're the Miles Davis of jazz. I hadn't thought that before, but now I do. Now I think I am the Miles Davis of cum jokes on <laughs> cable TV after midnight. Yeah. yeah, it's your bitch's brew. Exactly. Yes, yeah, sir. I'm experimenting, taking it to strange new places. There you go. That was my old buddy Jordan Morris. Uh, it's always uh, it's always a fun thing when a, a, a friend comes to town, a friend who you also want to have on your podcast. So the, the discussion is something along the lines of, "Hey, let's catch up." And also, is it cool if I bring a couple of microphones and we can catch up uh, in front of the uh, the thousands of people that will be listening to this podcast later? Uh, that was uh, really, really, really strapped for time. Jordan was in town for. Uh, about a week for the show at midnight. You see, he was coming a little bit early and scouting things out uh, before the show came out. And he was—he uh, just happened to be in my my uh, my neck of the woods recording another podcast, which I, I found out because of him. Another super exciting podcast, uh, Keith and the Girl, which which records you know, I guess like five or six blocks away from from where I am. Uh, so you know, we decided to to take the opportunity to uh, to, to do a little catch up and uh, and you know record a little podcast. It was one of. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I feel a little less special. It was one of three podcasts. Uh, I think three, yeah, three podcasts that he was doing that, that day. So he was coming from Keith and the Girl, and he was about to uh, head over to WFMU to appear on uh, on Dave Dave Hill's show. So we shoved shoved another another podcast in there. I was excited. I thought it might have been some kind of personal record for Jordan. Dude can do three podcasts in his sleep. So uh, maybe next time, maybe next time we'll make up new podcasts for, for Jordan to appear on. But uh, thank you so much to Jordan for, for, for taking the time to do that. Um, you can watch At Midnight on, on Comedy Central. You'll, you'll know it's on because uh, your, your Twitter feed will be be, uh, be be flooded by hashtag jokes when that uh, when that program is airing. Uh, you can also catch uh, his very hilarious weekly podcast, uh, Jordan Jesse Go, over at MaximumFun.org. Uh, thank you so much to him. Uh, thanks to Brian, as always, for editing this thing together. Together. Uh, thanks everybody at the Boing Boing Podcast Network. If you like this show, plenty of other fantastic shows you can check out. Um, check those out by going to boingboing.net. You can go. Uh, you can go over to uh, to iTunes. There's uh, if you like the show, uh, there's a lot of lot of a lot of other things you might enjoy as well. And while you're over at iTunes, you should take the opportunity to, to rate the show. Uh, we have a new Facebook page. 
now uh, going on two weeks right now, so you can like us over there and find, um, you know, more or less the same information, but uh, but in a different format. I'm putting lists together, putting some exciting listicles together of, uh, of, of episodes that we've done, trying to, trying to repackage our content and exciting synergistic ways so uh so like us over there uh we've got tumblr accounts obviously uh, that is the first and best place to follow the show you'll get the show uh hours if not days before you'll find it anywhere else on the entire internet that's rylcast.tumblr.com we've got an email address if you've got any feedback or anything else that's uh, rylcast at uh, gmail.com thank you so much for listening um if this uh if if this northeastern snowstorm doesn't swallow us alive uh, plenty of good podcasts plenty of good episodes coming up uh, so stay tuned just about this time next week for another episode of RIYL